Um, if you're not already a member, I'd like to invite you to join our Off the Ledger Slack community. It's a very active forum uh, for conversations on resources and best practices. Our speaker today, Nicholas Boucher, also has a community called the AI Finance Club that you can that you may want to join. I'll put the register uh, the the link to register for both of these in the chat. Um, we have a few upcoming events. Our 20 minute tale series is a quick half hour session and we're doing our next one on fraud. As a payments company, we see and thwart fraud attempts on an ongoing basis. So I've asked one of our amazing fraud specialists to fill you in on points of vulnerability and what you really should be doing to protect your organization. Since we want to educate you and not the bad actors, this will be a closed door session. You'll, you'll need to register with a verifiable company email address. And as many companies have delayed funding rounds, we thought it'd be a good time to take a look at um, opportunities and challenges of the funding market in 2024. So Jeff Epstein will cover this topic with his, um, his colleague uh, and partner, Mary uh, Don Donofrio, uh, in our next path becoming a CFO in February. I'll put the links to those in the chat too. Now I'd like to introduce you to our host, Jeff Epstein, who is operating partner at Bessemer Venture Partners and has been a longtime Silicon Valley investor. He sits on the board of several private companies and also some public ones like Kaiser, Twilo, Poshmark, Shutterstock. Prior to his time as a VC, he was CFO at several companies, including Oracle. Jeff brings his valuable perspective and critical finance lens to all of our discussions here. So welcome, Jeff, and I'll let you take it from here. Well, thank you very much, and it's delightful to be here with you in Airbase. Uh, as we all know, artificial intelligence and large language models are exciting new tools. Many of us believe that these inventions may have an impact as large as the invention of the personal computer or the internet or the mobile phone. And the question is, how can we as finance leaders best take advantage of these new tools? I've seen this firsthand before personally. It's hard to realize that when I was in business school many years ago, we didn't have software. We did calculations using paper spreadsheets and a pencil and an eraser. And then they invented VisiCalc, then Lotus 123, and then Excel, which changed all of our lives. Nicola Boucher may be the world's best expert in using large language models for finance leaders. We invited Nicola to give us this presentation uh, to Bessemer's chief financial officers a few weeks ago. It was very powerful, and I think you'll all enjoy it. So now introducing my friend, Nicola Boucher. Um, before we join, can I just... Uh... Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. So uh, I will, um, yeah, if you can stop the share, sh screen sharing, please. Yeah, oh, sorry, let me just... No worries. So, Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon if you are in Europe like me. Good morning for all of my American friends. And maybe for the Austrian friends, you are in the night. But uh, what is good with all of these webinars is that we can speak to everybody in the world. Like you, I am also a finance person. I worked 15 years in finance, and I was always obsessed when I work at PwC or where I work at Thales, a French multinational company, to see how I can use the tools like Excel or like PowerPoint or like ERPs to make my work better, to be more productive, but also at the end to bring more value to my organization. And when ChatGPT arrived one year ago, I was really impressed 
And I, I couldn't stop thinking everything that we can do with ChatGPT. And I was also thinking maybe somebody else is looking at that. Maybe somebody else is talking about it. But what I found one year ago was only people talking about how to write a rap song with ChatGPT, how to write a poem to your wife, or how to organize a birthday party for your kids. And then you had some people thinking business. Then they started to write articles with ChatGPT. They started to build websites, but nobody was telling us how can we use it for finance? And that's why I went on a journey to do this because I believe us in finance, we are really good at using tools. We are really good at Excel. Mostly we are also really good at PowerPoint and we are normally the one that master the most our accounting systems and even the ERPs. So why not being also the best at using AI and ChatGPT for business. And that's what you are going to learn today with me. So just a few words about me, like why am I uh, legit to talk about uh, this? So I gave now uh, trainings since more than um, uh, one year. I gave trainings to more than 3000 people on how to use ChatGPT for finance. I also used training and gave training on FPNA. And because I am a finance person first, I worked at PwC, I worked at Thales. And because I worked everywhere in the world, I also understand the different types of IFRS, US GAAP, and also the different types of culture. I could connect that with what ChatGPT can do. And I share that every day with my LinkedIn audience, with my newsletter. So what I found is that there is actually a lot that what ChatGPT can help us with. And I have a question for all of you. Today, I'm not only going to teach you about ChatGPT. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Because you know this sentence, when somebody is hungry, what is better, to feed them every day or to teach them how to fish? Well, I want to teach you how to fish, how to fish into the world of AI to get the right techniques and to go after, capture a lot of fish that will help you inside your own organization to use ChatGPT for finance. So you are going to learn my frameworks, my methods, and that you can apply for yourself. But first, I have a question for all of you that are there. And you can use the Q&A and the chat uh, to answer. Maybe first the chat. Tell me what is the best way you have used ChatGPT until now? Because we have seen people talking about how to use ChatGPT for maybe writing blogs. But maybe you have using it for emails. Maybe you used it for research. Maybe you used it for other uh, ways. And I'm interested, and that's what I see. Ah, the chat is disabled. Okay. So I see some of you answer uh, editing emails, research, rewriting emails. 
And so it's a lot of writing, but until now, nobody's talking about finance topics. Actually, I discovered everything that is here about how you can use ChatGPT for finance. The first one is the most obvious, is actually not only for finance, for everybody who is using a computer, is to increase your productivity. So you can use ChatGPT to improve everything you write, but also to brainstorm, to create new ideas. You can also use ChatGPT to talk to all of the non-finance people in their own language. So to instead of using jargon and finance, and you want to explain revenue recognition to the sales team, well, ask ChatGPT how can you present the five-step models to a finance team, to a sales team. Sorry. This is a great way to use uh, ChatGPT. And also on research, this is now much more powerful than just using Google, because Google is polluted with a lot of SEOs, uh, articles that are there just to promote a brand, but don't bring a lot of value. So it's really hard to understand a topic if you just do a Google search. It's, you are much more faster with ChatGPT. The second part is how to make ChatGPT your instructor for all of the tools you are using. Imagine that now you can have the best Excel expert, the best PowerPoint expert, the expert also at NetSuite, the expert at maybe um, coding Python. And this expert is available 24 hours, seven days a week. And on top, each time you ask a question, it will answer specifically to your needs. Because today, if you want to know how to make and write a formula in Excel, you might go to a blog or you might go to a YouTube video but it will not tell you how to do it in your own context. And I'm going to show you after how ChatGPT can do that for you. The third one, I'm sure everybody here in finance is more interested in this. How can you use it for analysis and for scenario analysis, for data analysis? We are going to see some examples, but ChatGPT is really powerful to do it with you. Then the fourth, I'm sure if all of you are here in finance is because you love figures, maybe like me. And if like me, you love figures, you maybe don't really like writing. So if you don't like writing, creating procedures is not the best task that you like. And I have a good news for you. You can now draft procedures in just a few minutes. And I'm going to show you how. And the last one, some of you wrote it in the Q&A you are going to be able to use ChatGPT to write for you. So I see some questions. Uh, the deck, uh, maybe a Darcy, uh, you can tell where can people find the recording and the deck uh, just for some admin, and then I will continue. Uh, yeah, the, we will be we will be sending out the this presentation uh, with the deck in it to all attendees, um, actually to everyone that registered for the the event. Great. So let's now understand how you can go from being a really basic user to an advanced user. That's my goal now for the next 
five to 10 minutes. And you are probably using ChatGPT like you are using Google. What is the Google method? Is just typing a keyword. So let's imagine that I want to write, so I'm in ChatGPT, and I want to write a dunning letter to my client because my client didn't pay me since two months. So I want to use ChatGPT for that. If you are like, uh, using it like Google, you will just type the keywords, dunning letter. And what do you see? It types really fast, yes. But is it useful? Not really, because it didn't replace the job I wanted to do. It didn't write the Dunning letter. So that's what most of the people get wrong. They use ChatGPT like Google. Actually, the real method that you need to use is to think that ChatGPT is not a Google search, but more somebody working for you. And let's say that Jeff and me, we are working together. And if I want the help of Jeff to write the Dunning letter, will I just call Jeff and say, Dunning letter? No, I will tell him, well, Jeff, you know, I have to write a Dunning letter to this uh, client and he didn't write and didn't pay us since two months. Can you help write the Dunning letter and like really with a hard tone? And Jeff will have the context to write the Dunning letter. So that's where you are going to use my method, which is the intermediary method, the CSI framework. So think that if you want to solve a crime, you bring the first team CSI. And CSI, it helps us with giving context. So I am an accountant. And then I'm going to be really specific and tell ChatGPT, what is my problem? My client has an overview since two months. And then because I have an assistant in front of me, I will give a clear instruction. Can you draft a communication to my client? So let's try that now to see if we get a better output. I'll go back to ChatGPT. I will copy and paste. And now what do we see? We see that now we get really a Dunning letter. And this Dunning letter, maybe I can use it. Maybe I can just say, make it shorter because I find it that it's a big long. And now I get a shorter letter. So this, is a way that you can write really fast with ChatGPT and on top something really adapted to what you need. But that's not enough because our client doesn't pay since a long time. And maybe I can also find templates about Dunning letter online. So it's not maybe that useful. No, what I need is to solve this issue. And what would I have done? What would I do normally? I will maybe ask my CFO or ask a lawyer to help me write something harder to escalate the situation. 
But now I don't need to spend the legal fees anymore. And I will show you how. Now we'll bring the second team. And if you use that, now you'll be part of the top 1% users who can use ChatGPT the right way. Because on top of using the CSI framework, we bring the second team to solve this crime. We bring the FBI. And FBI, it helps us because we are going to be much more clear on the format we expect. So now we want a formal letter. And I could have asked maybe a phone script because I want to call my client and I want to have the script on how to argument with my client on this point. Or if it's another topic, I can say, please draft a, a slide deck or please draft a memo. And then the output will follow the instruction I give here. What is also really valuable in the FBI is the B. Because you give a blueprint to ChatGPT on what you expect. And if you help AI by giving examples, by giving words that you expect inside, and here we want to use words like legal actions, because we know when somebody sees that in a letter, they will respond. So I might not know what is the best way to write it, but I know these two words needs to be inside. So I'm just going to say it. And then what I like also, it's optional. That's why it's great. But you can ask your assistant to act as a person. And here we wanted to save legal fees. So we ask ChatGPT to act as a lawyer. Let's see now the quality of the output when I use this method. And note that I'm only using the free version. So I'm going to show a bit after what is the paid version. But for now, everything I do is doable in the free version. And can you see already that we have a change in the subject? Then you can also see that we have this type of sentence that are well formulated and with the right tone. And what I really like here, we have a clear path on saying what is going to happen if we don't get paid. And that myself, even if I write 100 Dunning letters per day, I will never be able to write that because maybe I need to have um, a law background. I need to know how to formulate that. But now I just save legal fees and on top, I can really proceed on this problem and get a result. And that's the big difference be between doing Google search or just like searching on a topic with ChatGPT, now you get an actionable output that you can use straight away. And this is what I want that you learn today. You can use ChatGPT for much more tasks than you think. One important note, you can see that everything here is variable and I can after edit the name of my company, I can after edit the name of my client and my details. I will advise everybody to check for themselves what they are allowed to do inside ChatGPT or not. Because ChatGPT is like Google Mail, is like Facebook, is like uh, social media, is like maybe your Dropbox. It's a place 
where you are going to give data. So each time you enter something in the chat box, you enter data. And most probably you have your email address set up with ChatGPT and your email address from your personal address, so not from your work. Or maybe your company also doesn't allow ChatGPT as a place to talk about work because they didn't review what uh, are the ChatGPT security uh, frameworks. So due to all of this, I recommend to always do your own review. And if you don't know, don't put anything confidential. But you can see now with this example that I'm sharing, without telling anything about my company, about my clients, I get something I can use straight away. And then I copy and paste, put that in my Outlook or Gmail, and there I know I'm allowed to use my confidential data. So really important. And just really like, it's not that OpenAI or all of the AI tools are really uh, spying us or something like this. It's more that you have a contract and you have rules that you need to follow and you need first to understand them. Me as a simple, uh, if when I work for myself, I know what I want to do inside or not. And I have the, my own judgment because it's my own data. But if you are working for a company, you need to know what you are allowed or not. And everything I will show today. Question of whether you're describing ChatGPT. Have you used Bard and do they have equally good results or have you had different experience? So that's a good question. If you do this type of, and we can do maybe, let me see if we can be as fast. Bard for this type of results will be equally good. So we can try now. It's a bit less fast. You can see that it takes a bit longer. We have kind of the same output because it's something really simple. Where bar will be generally better is everything about search. Because with Bard, you have all of the power of Google behind and you have all of the expertise where Bard will be, my, from my experience, less good is when your tasks are more complicated. And also with Bard, you cannot do what ChatGPT4 can do. You cannot really do a lot of um, multimodal. So you cannot use a lot of Excel file. You can do a bit with Google Sheet, but you cannot, um, uh, the code on Python, I think is not, from what I saw, not as good as on ChatGPT. And um, for now, everything that was announced the last days about Gemini, they announced something that actually is not inside. They, they talk about the Gemini Ultra, which is not available here. It will be only available for enterprise. So on the same, they are on par for simple tasks, for really complicated tasks, like the consensus is that ChatGPT is still better. And also until now, ChatGPT always had one step ahead on proposing new functions. For example, that's only available in ChatGPT uh, 4, but you can have mini bots that you can create and use. And that's available nowhere. So that's why I prefer 
but I'm not paid by OpenAI, but I prefer to use ChatGPT because they are always one step ahead. And I don't see any, besides search, I don't see really any reason why I should go to Bard. But if somebody is likes the Google environment, if somebody likes also to create Google Sheets, you might want to use Bard. If you, some, if you like also a lot of search, you might want to use Bard. I hope this answers the question. <laughs> Good. Um, let's go back to the second topic. So now we saw how we can use the formula here. I told you before that you can use ChatGPT to write procedures. So if I want to write a procedure about revenue recognition, let's see how ChatGPT can help us. So I will explain that I am a CFO. I want to write a procedure about revenue recognition. And I will say that I use US GAAP. So like this, I give more context because if not, I could get an answer about IFRS. And then I will say, please draft the procedure or the, yeah, the memo for me. You're very polite saying please and thank you to ChatGPT. Yeah, like, I don't know if you saw, there is like, <laughs> there is a meme running on the internet that uh, if you say please someday, like they will recognize and remember that you said please. <laughs> so, and here I'm going to show you a limitation of ChatGPT. You'll see that because I ask a memo, ChatGPT really want to help me and will write a memo, but this memo, like you will see, is really, really small. Like I have just an overview in one paragraph. I have the five-step model, which is really uh, light. And for everybody who is asking what is the advantage of ChatGPT4, well, the disadvantage is that it writes much uh, slower. So the answer is a bit more elegant and more complex, but it writes uh, slower. So I will do after the, I will redo it in ChatGPT 3.5 because this is much too slow and I wanted to do the demo in, so. This is the memo that propose, uh, the proposition from ChatGPT. And the problem is ChatGPT, and like a lot of other LLM tools, they are limited in the compute power and in the input and output that you can get. So here, ChatGPT wanted to answer to me in just a really small uh, window. And because of that, it cannot write the memo for me. So how should I? go around this because I'm limited by around 4,000 characters, which is like a mini blog or long email. I need to use a technique called chunking. And chunking is, um, is basically take a big problem. And here our problem is to write a memo and just cut, cut it in small parts because we know we are limited by the output. So if I want to write 
a long instruction, a long procedure, a long memo. I need to think like a book. And what do I do when I write a book? I will first decide the outline and the chapters. So I will change here. And you can see that for everybody, you can always change the questions instead of opening a new chat or continuing the discussion. I like to change the question when my start is not good. Because if not, I get polluted in the discussion by wrong answers. So I will not ask to draft the memo. I will ask to draft the outline. And here, maybe I should have said memo. And now we have the outline. And if I am happy about the outline, so I need first to review. And that's where you as human, you really need to be careful because you cannot put just uh, the output of a robot and use it for your work. If not, you are also useless because someday like an agent will do that, like a robot agent. Now here you need to provide everything you know about your company and use it. So you need to use it in your mind to review this. You need also to use your knowledge about how do you want your memo to look like? How do you want um, the focus? Where should be the focus on? And you need to review that and tell ChatGPT what is missing or what you will add to finalize the outline. So here, let's imagine that I'm happy about the outline because I've done my review. The next step, if I say maybe, um, let's imagine I want to draft this one. So I will only draft chapter by chapter. And here, if I ask ChatGPT draft chapter five, again, my problem is that ChatGPT is writing like it wants. So I need to be different. I need to say no. I know what I want. I will not tell ChatGPT to write freedomly. I will give a structure and a framework. And I will say, let's agree on a structure. I want each chapter to have goal, step-by-step, step, owner, and maybe an example. And now I can ask, can you draft chapter five as an example? And because I gave now a structure, I get a much more qualitative output, something that is more adapted to what I want. And if I'm happy with this, then I can tell ChatGPT, remember this structure and now write next chapter. And basically, in a few minutes, you just ask next chapter, next chapter, next chapter. So I can ask again, next chapter. And it will continue to write. And then you can copy and paste this output and use it in your own documentation. You can even improve it by saying that you want an example more for the SaaS business or an example more for the construction business. 
This is after up to you on how you improve it. But always use ChatGPT to improve the text instead of just uh, changing everything on your own. So now I just showed you how you can draft a procedure in five minutes. I'm checking quickly on the questions, if there is anything. Uh, so Christine, everything I just show is without pro. So it's free. I am in the 3.5. Um, Copilot, uh, Copilot is just published right now. So Copilot is the Microsoft uh, tool that uses OpenAI LLM to uh, help in Office, but also in all of the Microsoft tools. Um, I didn't test it yet. What I saw is that what is good is integrated, so it has actions and can create meetings or it can create uh, Google Docs or presentations. But for now, the quality is not yet as the same output than ChatGPT. But what is good is the integration into Office to create or to change directly inside Office the documentation. But it's only uh, available when your company has a lot of licenses. So if you don't have it yet, it's normal because Microsoft is limiting right now to only big corporations. Um, for revenue recognition, so what I just did is 3.5. And Natasha, when do I use 3.5 VS4? So when I need to write something really fast and I use 3.5, but most of the time I'm using the four because the quality is better and I can, I will show you after, I can use it for Excel or to create a documentation. Good. So now what I really like is how to use ChatGPT to solve your problems. Imagine that it's the end of the year. Now we have like 18 days left and uh, you are not meeting your cash targets. What could you do? Well, instead of brainstorming by yourself and using only what you know, use what you know plus all of the power of the database that is behind ChatGPT. But on top, it's not only a database about the knowledge of cash that could help you. It's also a database about project management because it's a mini project to get back to your targets for cash. Maybe also you need the help of other teams like the sales team, like maybe um, your production team if you want to improve the inventories. And for this, you might also need a knowledge in inventory or in production. Maybe you need also for procurement to negotiate with some of the suppliers to pay later. So then you need some negotiation skills or some contract or procurement skills. And all of this, you have it available to you thanks to ChatGPT. So let's use the framework to solve this. I am a CFO. And I need to um, come back to our cash targets for the year end. We have, I will tell that we have 18 days left. Left, and I need an action plan 
on the low hanging fruits. And let's imagine that I have a SaaS company for my SaaS company. Can you create an action plan and use the table format to present it with owners and detailed action? So now what I will get is topic by topic propositions on what I could do for the next 18 days to improve the cash. And you can see with sales and marketing, I can discuss about how can we upsell because the main driver for cash is sales. So, uh, and that's might be something you will not have thought of because it's not a traditional, traditional way. Maybe your company never did that until now. Well, now you can come up with this topic. And on the format here, don't worry, what you can do is usually I click regenerate because um, yeah, now I get a better format. And you can see also that uh, each time you ask something, even if you ask the same question, you get different answers. That's the advantage but problem of the large language model. It's a probabilistic model and it's learning with everything that you are doing it with it. So if now I will continue the discussion, it will learn that I like better this discussion than something else. And that's why the answers always come back differently, which for finance might be a problem because we love when it's always accurate. But what I want to show you here is now that I have a plan, again, I will use all of my knowledge my understanding of the company, my professional skepticism, and also my creativity to review, to see if something is missing, to see if something is not adapted. And then based on that, I might say remove, for example, um, let's imagine that this is not something we can do, like product feature highlight. I will just say remove item seven. So like this, it knows that is something we don't want to have. Now that I've done my review, this comes where we are going to go in the chain of thoughts. We are going to take one topic and go down in the details to get more value. So I really like this first proposition. And I am doing action plan a lot of time, like as examples, not all the time, but this one is the first time that it comes. So I really like it. And I want to know more about it because I want to have a meeting with the sales team to know how we can do that. So I will say, can we deep dive on item one? And now, because I was limited before in the uh, content I can get for one answer, if I focus on just the item one, I get much more detail on how to do that. And I might here even even go down and ask, okay, um, how can we do that? Personalized offers. What can we do 
number four, and which, because we are finance people, KPIs can we use to track it, to track its performance? So now for personalized offers, if I want to prepare my meeting with the sales team, I have all of this content plus some ideas of KPIs I could propose and use to see if this action can have an impact. And I can even now like, because we want to have something actionable, I can even say now, create an email plus an agenda to the sales uh, team to discuss. And now basically, I can use that and sit down with the sales team in half an hour and start working on it instead of taking two weeks to uh, start a project. And I will do that with the sales team and then I, will, I can do it after with my accounting team and I can do uh, all of the topics one by one or just the one that I'm interested in and I can deep dive on each of them. And that's how you can use ChatGPT to solve problems and make it also really actionable and concrete for you. Because if you don't deep dive, it will stay really at the high level. And a lot of people stop there when actually the value is when you uh, like you really like go uh, and drill in and also propose like KPIs, ask for templates, ask for examples, ask also uh, ChatGPT to propose you methods from uh, rec recognized business frameworks. Nicola, so, what I'm hearing is yeah. that the best way to use ChatGPT is not like Google, where you just ask it a question, it gives you an answer, but it's more like if you had an assistant and you have a dialogue with the assistant and whatever they say, you just ask, continue asking more questions. That seems to be the better way to use it. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. And here, like somebody asked like uh, how to do checklists and SNOPs. So I did it before, but I could ask, create here a checklist for this topic to see every step we need to do. And um, uh, we might have a checklist for uh, the reconciliation at the end of the month as after. So this is, you can everywhere ask for different output as long as you went first down in the quality and you gave more context. Uh, the question was about, for instance, month end close. Can we use it for that? Yeah, like I could just say, um, like I, it would be quite general because I don't explain much, but I can say create a checklist for months and close on my AP process. And now <clears throat> I get the checklist, even like with the nice tick box. And I could explain, okay, I'm actually in Oracle, so make it more specific to Oracle or I am in SaaS business, so adapted to SaaS. And I can also say, oh, I have a specific process linked to, um, to reviewing the AP with the procurement team. Then you can add that inside. No, I, I still get amazed by this. How, how does it know that an AP process includes reconciling bank statements? It's just incredible. Well, it's because a lot of people wrote about it on internet and then it's crawl so. and crawl and then some people review the quality and said, well, that's for this type of question. This is a good answer. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm still amazed. There's a, uh, Yuki Yamashiro asks, what's the best way to introduce ChatGPT to a leadership team that's skeptical both about the technology and the security risks? Yeah, so actually it's just show them. Like show them everything you can do without um, compromising on security. Because everything I showed you today, I never put any confidential information. And still, we just created a checklist. We created a procedures. We created an action plan. We created a doing letter. And that was just like in 40 minutes. And you, after, can really have your team reviewing how you can even use it better with uh, your own environment. But you can already, already get so much value by just using it on not saying anything about your company. And that's the first low-hanging fruit. And on top, because it's going to happen everywhere, this chat box, your uh, teams need to be um, really skilled and trained on that. And the earlier you do it, the better are your team going to be at adopting all of the new technologies and the new way of working with having AI understanding what we think, but just translating that to the robots to make the work behind. So what I'm hearing is if you're concerned about security, there's plenty you can, the value you can get by giving no information about your company, just asking general questions. That's yes. valuable. Uh, could and you, we have a request. Could you uh, copy all these prompts so people can then read uh, the, all the prompts and they could learn from this example? I would, I would put that in the PowerPoint. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. see if I can do, do the uh, people have access to the chat. Like I can do quickly. This one maybe let me so you have this option now copy link. Let me go to the chat. I just want to make sure we do the financial analysis as well. So that was one here two. Here three and this one. So, yeah, about uh, confidentiality and uh, figures. So, I will show you first in, if we imagine that these figures, I don't have a problem with it, and it's a public company. So, if I am in Excel and I use a profit and loss uh, statement comparing three years, I can first like paste the data with just a copy and paste. The problem is that I'm not copying that and pasting it in a table. It's a free text. So there is always a risk that is not recognized as a table. So if I just say here is a PNL or here are some data, and I don't say anything. So I will let ChatGPT just, so already, ChatGPT understood that is some financial data for the right years. Did some descriptive analysis. And it got much better the last month added, by the way, for everybody. But the thing is, always like if you have somebody in your team, if you don't give any clear instructions, you don't get the work that you want to be done. So we are going to go back and one thing you need to understand is here in front of us, it's a computer using a probabilistic model. 
it's not a spreadsheet. So we need to trick ChatGPT a bit to maybe think more like a spreadsheet, to think um, more logically. And the great joke I have on this is, if you ask a computer, how do you make a baby in one month? Do you know what is the answer? Well, just make nine women pregnant. And so we know that it's not possible, but the computer sometimes on some of the logical problems, it will not get that. So that's where we need to trick a bit ChatGPT. And it will not replace your Excel file, which is really complicated, but we are going to see how it's going to help us. So first I will change and I will say, I am a CFO and I want you to um, present this data in a table. Like this, I give a clear instruction to ChatGPT. And because now it's in a table, it's going to think more like a spreadsheet. And after I can ask help to do the analysis. So I could say, um, what type of analysis can I do with this data? So we get a lot of propositions. And I might ask, okay, just do the trend analysis. Do the trend analysis. And here, what it will do is doing the those calculations. What I prefer to do usually because uh, here we don't see the calculation and that's where sometimes there are problems. I like to say to ChatGPT, do the trend analysis, show me first the formulas and then the calculations. By doing that, usually I reduce the level of errors much smaller than uh, if I don't ask this. And also for you, it's a better way to audit what is happening and to control on uh, the calculations. So um, this is like, I'll say here, the something easy that you actually don't need ChatGPT for because this is really simple uh, analytics, but it's just to show you the methods to avoid that you get errors. Where ChatGPT is actually much more useful is to show us something like that we don't know or where we need help. And I'm going to show you an example because we have only eight minutes left. How with ChatGPT4, you can, if you have a, a set of data and if you don't have a problem of uploading the data, so you, it's not a confidential information. So here, imagine it's fake data and it is because we have Mickey Mouse and Mini and their salary by department. So imagine I have this data. Now I will see what ChatGPT4 can do for me. There is a new button here since I activated ChatGPT4. This button helps me upload the file. And then I will say, I'm a CFO of a SaaS company and I need to present the headcount analysis to the board. I need visualizations 
and recommendations. Do it like you will be my McKinsey consultant, the cheapest one we can get. <laughs> so, um, and now what is happening is really interesting. ChatGPT is using Python to read the Excel file. So it cannot read it by itself. It will ask a Python code, okay, what is inside this Excel file? And Python will give that to ChatGPT. And because of this, now ChatGPT understands that there is a column name, name, department, position. And after, ChatGPT is proposing, based on the columns, the right analysis to do. And now it starts the analysis on top. And it does that with Python. So I have two news for you. The first bad news is that Python is now inevitable. It's like a mastering pivot table or yeah, mastering pivot table for a few years. Like for 15 years was maybe not something expected from finance. Now, if you don't know, pivot table is really hard to, to compete in finance. Python is going to be this type of skills you will need to have. Actually, you need to have it now if you want uh, to be a pioneer, but you will need to have it that really soon. But the good news is that now you don't need to learn Python. You just need to understand it because somebody is going to code for you. And this somebody is here, is ChatGPT. And Python to understand is really easy. Everywhere where you have a hashtag, it's actually just a comment for us human. It doesn't do anything with the code. It's like just a note or a title. And like this, we can understand what is happening. And we just understand each step. And after we have the insights, we have the recommendations. So we can see uh, um, the analysis. And now Python is still being written and doing now the plotting. So for maybe the non-English speakers like me, plotting, I discovered that it means to build a graph. And that's what now ChatGPT is doing with Python, with a comparison of the current salary and the projected salary distribution. And it's still continuing working And so this is something where I think it will continue working. I'm not sure if it's done, but this is the power now of ChatGPT4 is to use Python to do it for you. Now, what I like is if you uh, use even ChatGPT 3.5 or 4, but with confidential data, you have a limit. And the trick for everybody I will go back to my file and I will make the first two lines fake. Then I will just copy these lines here and I will go back to the 3.5. And I will say, um, I have a headcount file of 1000 lines. Here are the first three lines. Please suggest analysis I can perform 
on this. And now it does a proposition adapted to my needs based on the data I have. So it will not do exactly like the four where it does all of the work for us in one shot. But here I can ask, okay, how can I create the salary distribution? So I can just ask, how can I do 0.2 in my Excel file? And now I get my instructor telling me, so I got the financial analysis, the financial analyst, sorry, who tells us what analysis I could do. And now I get the Excel expert. And those two, they are just telling me how to do my work better, faster, and the right way, step by step. And this is how you go around with the confidential data uh, problem. And if you want even to be better and not to have to do anything in Excel and you want to start using Python, then you can just say, write the Python code for me for this. And now you have all of the code written for you and that you just copy and paste and play in Python. And everything we just saw before, it will be done here, but in your confidential environment. So um, I think I covered all of the topics, was really dense. <laughs> and for a lot of people who are asking, so there is a quiz from uh, Darcy. So um, I will let you uh, continue, Darcy. <laughs> you are mute. No, I'll let you continue on and, and just um, run that in the background. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, so for everybody who really want to continue to learn, because it's changing every day. And people were always asking me, how can you help us uh, after? And how can you teach? I created actually a club for all of the CFOs where every month we have a masterclass. I have one in one hour where we are going to show how to build your custom GPT. I send email every month as well about the tools, um, also the news of AI for finance. And we will also give always mini course and we will analyze how you can use AI in your finance processes. So if you're interested, just like scan the QR code and uh, that's it for me. Um, so I think we'll receive the link after, but we are already like a lot of CFOs inside and it's a great community. So feel free to, jo to join. Well, Nicola, thank you very much for sharing your learning with us today. I, I, every time I hear you give this presentation, I learn a lot. And what I'm hearing is that the, the tools themselves are improving every month. And so, it's it's clearly valuable today. It's going to be more valuable tomorrow, and it's a it's a skill set like learning accounting or learning math or learning other things. We're all going to learn how to do it, and uh, the sooner we learn how to use it, the the more valuable we can be, and the more benefit we can offer to our companies. So, thank you very much for your leadership today, and we've we've all really appreciate it. Thank you for everybody, and Darcy, we let you close or. <laughs>
You're on mute again, Dorsey. Just want to thank you all for coming and look forward to seeing you at a future event. You'll be receiving a recording of this in the, in, the, uh, in an email. And um, also, if there were questions that we didn't get to, um, we'll see if we can get some answers to that. I did have some questions around the um, how you protect your company's data from uh, giving it to chat GPT. Maybe you can just quickly answer that if people can stay on for an extra minute. So first like act like you cannot share anything because it's in your most of your contract says that you should not share company information in tools or with other people that are not approved by the company so it's like sending the financial statements of the months of your company to your private email address like you are not allowed to do that so if you are not allowed to do that you are not allowed to do it uh, also in uh, Dropbox, you are not allowed to put that in Google. You are not allowed to put that in ChatGPT. So just, it's like before, everything you do outside of your company, there are some rules and follow those rules. Now, OpenAI, they have like some, you can activate an option where they don't record your data. But it doesn't mean that because you uh, set this setting uh, up, that you are okay with your company. It might be your company say, I don't really care which settings do you have, you are not allowed because it's a tool that is not approved. So my suggestion is to do exactly what I did is don't say anything about your company, just uh, put everything that is fake or like anonymous. But you can say, I have a headcount file with names, with department and with salary. And you can ask to do an analysis on this. You can say, I have a cash action plan for, uh, to do. What can I do? Like, this is not confidential. It's like when you do your own Google search, you are also saying, okay, what is a template for uh, maybe a five-step model for revenue recognition? You're also searching for it. And this is okay. What is not okay? Saying, uh, I have this contract. Look at it with this client. Is that uh, really... Um, on which type of revenue recognition can I uh, categorize that? Then you are sharing confidential information, which is the contract with the client, and you are putting your PDF or the content of the PDF outside of your organization, and now you are breaching. So just act like you will do with any other tool. Well, that's what you're describing the situation today, but what's going to happen tomorrow is these private uh, ChatGPT and BARD uh, environments will be created for starting with large enterprises. So you, yeah. you will be able, once security goes through it, to put confidential information in, it won't go anywhere. And so that's, I think, yeah. the way we all think the, mar the market will develop. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's going to be like a cloud solution that your company allows you to use, but with some restrictions, with some um, uh, approval and I worked for a company who had a defense clients and we could not use uh, Amazon Cloud. We cannot use Google because they wanted European providers. And for some of the project, it needed also to be really French providers approved by the uh, Ministry of Defense. So even in some uh, other contexts, even when the security is there, it might not fit your organization security requirements. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Well, thank you again. Appreciate all of you coming. Um, we've had quite a few stay all the way through uh, past our, our time here. So appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you all at future events. And thank you again, Nicholas. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.